Thank you for tuning into the Shermcast, a Sherman Center podcast. Are women in entrepreneurship women first or entrepreneurs first? Should there even be a distinction between the two? I think that it's definitely entrepreneur first. I wouldn't put gender at the forefront of everything, but I do think that it's important to recognize that there are specific challenges for women. And I think everybody will feel it or, you know, you may feel it, you may not, and that's wonderful. But I think being aware of the challenges, understanding that they're there and being prepared to face them and conquer them is the most important. So definitely identify as an entrepreneur. You know, you don't need to be working on something. If you, if you want to develop that entrepreneurial mindset that WISE is all about, definitely do go for it and I think that if you equip yourself with both the hard and soft skills that you need to be successful I don't think you know that that'll be you know very beneficial for you down the line I think it'd be awesome if there wasn't a distinction I think that the word woman entrepreneur is is important for when there's there people are creating a space for women entrepreneurs to come together and that that label is something to find like-minded people to sh- to understand and and hear and share a similar experience. I don't think there should be a distinction between being woman first or being an entrepreneur first. I think that there may be right now because there isn't a level playing field in this space. However, I would hope and my end goal would be to create the entrepreneurial ecosystem space to be a place where it's both men and women equally so then both men and women could be entrepreneurs first but also people first so changing that word from woman to people so they can prioritize those personal relationships but then also prioritize their passions as well because I think that to be passionate about something you also need to be in aligned with the people that you're trying to help and you're working with so to be both people and entrepreneurs first. You know, if I'm going to go up to a pitch and someone's saying, here's Katie, she's a woman entrepreneur, um, I, I don't see how much value that's that's added. And I don't see, and I feel like it just is also putting a sticker that like, hey, Katie's a woman and that's that's different and let's call that out and let's focus on that instead of focusing on the actual work. Welcome back to the Shermcast, a podcast by the Michael J. and Ann Sherman Center for Engineering Entrepreneurship Education. We're your hosts, Aya Aragon and Yuki Nishida. So on this episode, we'll be discussing women in entrepreneurship. It is important to note that we acknowledge that there are a multitude of identities in the industry, each with their own subset of challenges. But for this episode, we'll be focusing solely on cisgendered women in entrepreneurship. We know that there is a difference between how women are treated compared to men. According to a report by Crunchbase, a database for venture-backed startups, female-started companies received only 3% of the combined invested capital in the first two quarters of 2019. While companies with male founders secured 89% of the invested capital, the remaining 8% was received by companies with both male and female co-founders. These statistics represent Crunchbase's record of dollars invested globally. If you look at deals, a similar picture emerges. Male-founded companies closed 82% of venture deals, while female-founded companies closed 6%. But disparities like this pose an important question. If women are systemically being treated differently than men, should gender even be a defining factor for entrepreneurs? Are women just entrepreneurs 
or are they female entrepreneurs? When I ask this to other women, their answers range. Some women say that they don't want to be defined by their gender, while some argue that since the world sees their gender first, that they should define themselves by their gender first as well, and be proud of it. Of course, these labels get more complicated when you factor in other identities, such as race, gender fluidity, sexuality, or socioeconomic background. In fields where you're the odd one out, you can't help but struggle with how you define yourself. I know for me, a woman of color in the male-dominated world of engineering, that I've certainly felt intimidated and out of place. But I think that feeling out of place is a universal experience that everyone has felt in some capacity. We spoke with Katie Wilhoyt, who is a former Sherman Center co-op. Her venture was called Unsize, which is a clothing subscription service that offers clothing based on personal measurements. And she worked with clothing manufacturers towards more inclusive clothing sizes. Her venture has since been bought out by a larger company, and now she's working in the fashion and entrepreneurship industry in Madrid. We reached out to her and asked her about her story as an entrepreneur and her experience with being labeled as a, quote, female entrepreneur. This interview had to take place via phone call, so please excuse the audio quality. Uh, hi, I'm Katie Wilhoit. I graduated in 2019 um, at Northeastern. I studied international affairs and minored in interaction design and global social entrepreneurship, but really found a lot of the learning at Northeastern through the entrepreneurship um, ecosystem, Mosaic, and starting um, Unsize, which is a startup that made it easy for people to find what fit online and then use that data to help brands make sizing more inclusive. So worked a lot um, with Scout and was a Generate client and was a Sherman Center co-op um, before before my last semester at university. And um, now I'm in Spain uh, working to help create more human-centered fashion system and really help with the sustainability piece. Um, Unsize got bought by a company here and I'm working on something uh, a little bit different, but still really exciting. And um, that's where I am today. I guess for the listeners, um, we'll give a little background on what led to this podcast. In short, um, we said that we wanted to interview you for a story about women and entrepreneurship, but you said that you would rather be interviewed as just an entrepreneur instead. Could you tell the listeners what the reasons behind the sentiment was? Yeah, I mean, I, I think that everyone has a unique story and perspective and um, and as an entrepreneur, like that, that's also really true. Um, I'm, you know, I'm a woman. I'm also have other identities too, besides just, um, my gender, like where I came from, how I grew up, who I love, that kind of stuff. And, um, I think that when you put that in front of the word entrepreneur, it, it's somehow, it's important to find people that are that are like you and to have a similar experience so you can um, build community and help each other out and um, especially in places that are maybe people don't look as much like you when you're trying to raise money as important as it is to to that I am that I am a woman it's not it doesn't define my identity as an entrepreneur 
and um, really as an entrepreneur, they're, you know, you care more about, you know, the problem trying to solve and, you know, the, the solution I'm creating, does it resonate with people? And we'll talk about experiences and, and how that has shaped where, where I am, but I feel like the, the title of being, a, being asked, asked to do things just because I'm a woman and happen to be an entrepreneur is great because there's more stories of different people, different backgrounds, but at the same time, I feel like we're always thinking like we need more women entrepreneurs um, instead of just, hey, they're an entrepreneur as well. So what's been the biggest challenge for you just generally as an entrepreneur? What's been what was really difficult was um, it's like it's super lonely sometimes. Um, there's a lot of especially as a student, I feel uh, what's great is that you can ask for help and people are willing to help you and help guide you through the process. Um, but it's it's difficult to know the step of when to ask for help. And there's a lot of ups and downs, um, you know, one day. You know, maybe some, something great happens where you show a prototype to a user and they have this great idea that you never thought of and it, you know, it's going to make it easier to build and, you know, you can directly solve a problem. And then other days, like, wait, I don't, I, am I building the right thing? Am I the right person to do this? Do I have the right people? Do I have enough capital to continue? Um, and so it's a very, it can be very uh, lonely and also like very, rocky with ups and downs. Since your time as a Sherman Center co-op, how have you grown? Yeah, um, I think being at the Sherman Center was an amazing experience. I'm so grateful for uh, to be able to work on an idea and have support other entrepreneurs, of people at Sherman Center like Ted, also work studies like Aya, um, to bounce ideas around. And I, and I think that it was really pivotal to understand what it took to um, one work work for myself and have time and to figure out how to structure that time and how to um, look at a big goal and then break it down into weekly chunks of what's gonna you know what's the plan what do we hope to accomplish so I think that at that time I learned a lot of skills that I'm using now with the work that I'm doing around um, time management around um, going after a big idea and how to make it seem more obtainable. And I think, uh, you know, another another thing was being able to, I think I really, I'm still working on this, but knowing when to ask for help and knowing when something fell off and know the people to go to to talk it through with um, or what I needed to do on my own to you know, wake up, feel refreshed, be excited, um, you know, reading, running, meditating, writing, uh, making sure that, you know, I was starting the day in a way where I was reflecting on the day before and, and not starting um, from, from zero each day. There are groups at Northeastern that are dedicated to tackling issues like this. WISE, the Women's Interdisciplinary Society of Entrepreneurship, is a student-led group at Northeastern dedicated to helping women develop an innovative mindset through workshops, mentorship, and a thought incubator. We spoke with the two co-founders and current co-directors, Eliana Berger and Mia Nguyen, to talk about WISE and its mission. 
So my name is Eliana. I'm a second year at Northeastern studying business and psychology with a minor in design. My name is Mia Nguyen. I'm a third year studying finance and global social entrepreneurship. So WISE is the Women's Interdisciplinary Society of Entrepreneurship and what we really do is aim to introduce women into entrepreneurship from all interdisciplinary backgrounds and how we do this is through a very strong community. We have a few different programs. We have bi-weekly workshops called We Learn and mainly that's to get women into industries where they're typically underrepresented so that whether that be venture capital or product management, artificial intelligence, and we bring in industry leaders from across Boston. We also have a mentorship program called We Support where we pair underclassmen with upperclassmen and then upperclassmen with alumni. So that really furthers that connection and then we also do a lot of community events for that cohort. And our third and final program is actually launching tonight we build it's our new thought incubator mainly what that means is that we take a cohort of about 16 women and on Mondays we teach both hard and soft skills necessary to develop an innovative mindset and then these women and we actually represent all colleges of Northeastern in our new cohort which is really exciting they're all working on a passion project so whether that be a blog a nonprofit a sustainable clothing line everybody's working to solve a problem that they feel really passionate about and we're hoping that we can then become that touch point and bring those women into Husky Startup Challenge, into IDEA, into Generate and Scout, getting more women involved in other Mosaic organizations. Um, could you give us a little bit of history about WISE and like the inspiration that came from it? Like, Was it a kind of like eureka moment or was there one kind of story that inspired the creation? Definitely. So Mia and I were very involved in the entrepreneurial ecosystem when WISE was being ideated and we were going to a lot of the events and we started to see that not only were we oftentimes the only women in the room, but sometimes when we'd be leading the events, we'd be speaking to a room full of men. So we really started to dig deep and think about why were women not coming to these events and why, if they were coming, were they not from very interdisciplinary backgrounds? So we actually did a really deep dive into the research. We created a survey that we sent out and we had about 150 responses in one week with women sharing their experiences from all different colleges, experiences, walks of life, really stating the reasons as to why they were hesitant to get involved in the ecosystem. And a lot of that came down to the current offering seeming a little bit exclusive, especially to those who are business majors or already identified themselves as a builder or a leader or an entrepreneur. And for a new student coming to Northeastern, especially if it's a first-year student, many of them don't have that experience from high school, and it's their first time kind of venturing into that space. So that's really where WISE came from, and we started WISE actually almost a year ago in October 2018. To answer your question about the Eureka moment, that was when I saw the lack of representation of females on the Husky Startup Challenge stage at the annual um, well, semi-annual event demo day. There was one woman out of 40 women on stage and to be director of that program and also see the lack of woman representation there was truly eye-opening and I know and made me realize that this was an issue needing to be brought to light to Northeastern University and also needing to be prioritized. However, it wasn't just that moment that encouraged WISE to be born. It was also the accumulation of my story among other women's stories about how they were lacking that self-confidence or were feeling disencouraged to go to the entrepreneurial-related events on campus and also utilize the amazing pre-existing organizations. So I thought WISE would be beneficial for those women as we are that stepping stone community for women to not only meet each other and support each other, but also develop those soft skills so they do feel confident and encouraged and supported when they do embark on their journey, whether that brings them to scout or to generate or to idea or any other organizations on campus and beyond. If you had one word to describe WISE, what would it be and why? Mm, I have to think about that. One word to describe WISE. 
I would say that WISE is really a community, and I know I brought up community earlier, but I think that's the main thing that we're trying to accomplish, just be a home base for anybody interested in exploring entrepreneurship. And I know I keep mentioning interdisciplinary, but that's another big value that we really possess, and that's mainly because we want to disrupt the notion that you need to be in the business school to be a builder and a leader, and I think Generate's doing an incredible job of that, and the, the Sherman Center specifically. So we are really just trying to foster that and further that. And yes, while we say in our mission statement, WISE is here to help showcase entrepreneurship and interdisciplinary light and help individuals develop an innovative mindset, truly what we're doing and hope to do is to create and foster community for women and other individuals um, to come and feel comfortable, whether they're trying to learn a new skill, simply meet new people, or step outside of their comfort zone. So community and people are both very important. What do you think are some of the biggest challenges that women face in the entrepreneurship industry? I think the biggest challenge that women face in the current entrepreneurial ecosystem is not having enough role models to look up to. I always live by the quote, you can't become what you don't see. And with um, 2.4% of venture capital funding going to female-founded startups and only 9% of VC partners being women, and that's just the statistics in the venture space, there are very limited female role models to look up to, and I know I particularly try to find women to look up to because I, while I prioritize my work, I also want to have a family one day. I also want to balance social life in that regard, and I think seeing a woman who's able to do all of those things would be very impactful to me and also encourage me to then enter that space. So that's why I hope WISE comes in. I think WISE, as we grow and sustain throughout the years, will generate the role models for underclassmen and upperclassmen at Northeastern University to look up to as they're trying to enter such fields. So I think one of the biggest challenges is definitely the lack of funding that women-run companies are currently receiving. Like out of all the venture money that was given out last year, only 3% of it went to uh, women founders, which we think is absolutely unacceptable and something that we knew when founding-wise and something that we're really working towards. So I think that's twofold, you know, working to educate people that this is a problem that exists and then making sure that women become more knowledgeable about the VC space and what it really means and what some of the cognitive biases in that industry. And that's a really big like, industry-wide problem, but something that we're definitely conscious of and we hope to change on a university level. I think another thing is that it can be difficult for women to find their communities within their respective fields if they feel like they're already really left out. So by working on those different soft skills like leadership and communicating confidently and failing forward, I think all these soft skills that we work really hard on teaching, whether that be through we build or through we learn or even through we support, I think that that is really, really helpful to women that are navigating both like co-op for the first time and then full-time opportunities and even internships. If you were to give any advice to like a rising first year on who wants to join the entrepreneurship field, what would you tell them? I would say to get involved, and I know that's really difficult and scary sounding because Northeastern has over 400 organizations, but I would say to go to different things, figure out where your people are and not just what you think you can gain the most out of, but where do you feel comfortable? Where do you feel like you're being challenged? You know, Where do you feel like you're really going to grow and truly stick with it? So whether that's you know one thing, two things, three things, but really zero in on it, and I think that's where you'll really find your passion, even if you don't really know what it is off the bat. There's definitely people that are willing to help you. I think all the students here are so friendly and are willing to meet with you and to tell you what's in the ecosystem and really be a helping hand. So I'd say to go out of your comfort zone and get involved. I think the most important advice I can give is 
having the confidence to fail forward. I think that there's never a good time to start. You're always going to mess up. And the sooner you mess up and the more you mess up, the closer you are to your goal. So to answer your question, which is, again, why? what's my advice to entrepreneurs or people yeah. wanting to start? Um, my advice would truly just be to start to get a community, whether that's in within WISE or other organizations within Mosaic or at Northeastern University, or perhaps it's not even related to the university itself and it's outside in the Boston ecosystem or within family and friends, but to have a supportive community to encourage you and empower you to simply start, fail, reiterate, and keep going until you reach your dream. So building off of that question a little bit, does the advice you give change if you're giving it to a woman instead of a man? I don't think it differs at all. I think entrepreneurship is a world for both women and men. Um, I find it funny that you're asking that question just because WISE, I know, is focused on women, but we do have one program that's open to all genders regardless of identification because I think it's important to not separate those two genders or any gender that people relate to, but rather recognize which recognize what needs to be strengthened within those individual groups, if it may be corresponding or if it may differ from person to person, and then strengthen those um, strengthen those skills and personality traits and then bring them back together because we all are stronger together and I think that recognizing what people might be lacking currently and then building them up to ensure that everyone's on a level playing field would be best because the more people we can have collaborating in the same space, the better. Yes, actually, I think that sometimes it's a little harder for a woman to get involved. It can be very discouraging when you walk into a room and you see it's entirely full of men because you may think that you don't belong there. And I know imposter syndrome is something that many women face and something that we are very conscious of at Y specifically, and I think Mosaic as a whole. But I think that you're never going to be able to overcome it if you don't throw yourself into it. But know that there's a community here that wants to support you. And even though it may be harder in the beginning, um, it's absolutely doable, and I think you're going to get as much out of it as you would if you're anybody else. We'd like to thank everyone who sat down with us to talk about their experiences. Thank you to Eliana Berger and Mia Nguyen for letting us interview you and for all the hard work that you do for WISE. You can find out more at their website at northeastern.edu wise. And make sure to check out their We Learn workshops, their We Build Thought Incubator, and the We Support Mentorship Program. WISE will be holding their first summit on October 5th. Thanks to Katie Wilhoyt for finding the time to interview with us, and best of luck to her in Madrid. If you aren't already subscribed to the Sherman newsletter, you can sign up on our website, northeastern.edu sherman. It comes out every Friday and we'll keep you updated on things happening in the engineering entrepreneurship community for both Northeastern and the greater Boston area. Our music is by Bureaucratic. You can find more at bureaucratic.bandcamp.com. Make sure to tune in for our next episode, and thanks everyone for listening. <laughs>